some think we're funny Most people don't know We're too old for this podcast Hello everybody, this is my very good buddy, Abby Barrett And this is my very, bu- my very good buddy, Brendan Boogie <laughs> Rewind it <laughs> No, 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 you're gonna live. I'm you're gonna, gonna live with your failure. All right, fine. Won't be this the first time. This is <laughs> this is we're too old for this podcast. Here's the concept: two best buddies, that's Abby and myself, watch buddy movies, and then we compare the movie friendship to our own. This week, we will be talking about 1985's White Knights, starring Gregory Hines and Mikhail Baryshnikov. <laughs> wow, that was fancy. Isn't that how you say his name? Uh, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, we're getting into, we're, we're going to spend some time here in 80s Soviet Union. Woo! Great place to be. It is it's a great place <laughs> to be. Um, you, you mentioned before we started uh, taping that you have seen this movie many times. I have. This was a movie that I watched a lot with friends in like early high school. Interesting. Because like, it's not eight, something well, like eighth to tenth grade. That's not something that would scream out to me as like a, a, a preteen, teenage loving movie. What was it about it that you watched it over and it's over? It's a movie with dancing in it. It doesn't matter who you are. I feel like there's just some part of even my cold, dead heart that's like, it's a movie that's got dancing. I'm in. This, there is a lot of dancing mm-hmm. in it. And, and there's a lot. There's a great cast. Helen Mirren is in it. Yes. And um, Isabella and Rossellini. In- and it, and yeah, and it's it says and introducing mm-hmm. Isabella Rossellini. I always I, I don't know if you feel this way, but I always feel like when credits go and introducing someone, it's just so presumptuous. You know, I, it turns me off. It's like fuck you. Maybe I know who Ila, Isabella Rossellini is. I don't need you to introduce her to me. Right. In movie. And it's not like her parents weren't super famous. Yeah. You know. Everyone who. Yeah. Everybody I mean, I think knew her. her well, it was her first English-speaking movie, mm. I think. She okay. had done some stuff yeah. in in Italy, I believe. But, like, yeah, and introducing... <laughs> I hate that shit. Well, then I'm not so, going to introduce you. Yeah, oh, you should introduce me. That is the, that that is a very nice segue that you're just rejecting. I'm Yeah, this, the whole yes and concept, I'm doing no, but... No, but... <laughs> but, no. So I'll introduce you. This is my friend Abby Barrett... She is a singer. She is queen of the zinger. <laughs> and she is a dead ringer for Deborah Winger. Wow, that rhymed. <laughs> yes. yes I'm, so pr- I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I can rhyme things. Well, Brendan Boogie is a um, director, a writer, an animator, a set designer, a fashion designer. A rotisserie chicken purveyor mm-hmm. and a seller of hubcaps. Mm-hmm. It's true. I mean, it's all true. I will say none of it rhymed. Mm. Not not that it was a competition, but if it were well, a competition, the rhyming intro should win the competition, right? I think that I had more ideas, though. You just were a flood of ideas. Yeah, I gave you more honorifics, whereas you just rhymed some things. That that is what a- Abby Barrett is known as—a tsunami of ideas. Yes, no follow through. That's, that's what you bring to the table—just a lot of ideas. So many ideas. You also bring your amazing ability to recap movies. 
So why don't we go ahead and jump into <laughs> one of your famous Abby Barrett recaps of 1985's White Nights, starring Gregory Hines and Mikhail Baryshnikov. And you'd think that my recap's going to be extra good since I've seen this movie You've seen so, it so many, many times. times. So many should, times. There is no reason this shouldn't be a phenomenal recap, just utterly flawless, no bumps in the road. None. None whatsoever. There's no reason why we shouldn't expect greatness from you right now, Abby. Well, buckle up. Buckle up. All right. So we have Nikolai, played by uh, Mikhail Baryshnikov. Um, I believe it is pronounced no. Mikhail Baryshnikov. <laughs> It sounds like you're having some sort of like seizure or you just don't like me Russian. What? Is that Irish? She's <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Everything I do sounds Irish. Yeah. Um, so he's a famous ballet dancer, but he's also a defector from Russia to the US. Um, and he is they're flying over Russia when their plane crashes and he realizes that um, they're gonna have to make an emergency landing at the Soviet at a Soviet military base and he is injured in the crash. Um, and he wakes up in a hospital with Soviet military official and, you know, super nuanced Russian agent, Colonel Chanko, Chaiko, 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 how is this, how is that pronounced? <laughs> I believe it is. It's Colonel Chaiko. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, man. Okay. <laughs> that's Jamaican. I know. That's what you sounded like. Oh, uh, well, you know, can't all be winners of the dialect. Yeah. So he wakes up, and there's Colonel Chaiko there. Seen you dance, Rodchenko. Welcome home, Nikolai. Refuse to speak anything but English. Please inform American Embassy that I'm here. I'm an American citizen. What you call yourself is no concern to us. Here you're just a criminal. The world will demand that you hand me over. The world? What an ego. Yes, now that you pointed out, this, this villain is not the most um, three-dimensional character I've ever seen in a movie. No, he's kind of, I mean, he is a big jerk, but he's sort of representing most of the Soviet Union in this 80s movie, and it's a little bit biased, I think. Yeah, well, it's interesting looking back on it because you and I are of the age, you know, maybe people who are the younger listeners don't remember what the Soviet Union or weren't alive during the Soviet Union. But you and I are around the age where we were kids when the Soviet Union sort of fell. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of experienced what but but we were like a you know, movies and culture and everything was obsessed with the Soviet Union. Like there are all these movies about the villains of the Soviet Union and how, you know, but, and then all of a sudden in the eighties when Gorbachev came in or, or whatever, I'm not that great at history. <laughs> <laughs> or but I remember everyone's like, Oh no, it's fine yeah. now. They're great. Yeah. Like what, what was your, ex like, what do you remember of that time? Yeah. I think Gorbachev was like a more progressive. I think he wanted to, as far as I understand it, he wanted to make, changes in the soviet union it wasn't like well, life wasn't unless you were part of like the elite group you your life was pretty hard but there was this definite you know i mean white knights was a little more subtle than something like say rocky four with mm. like you know ivan drago but like um it's like the soviet union were just the they were just villains right they were just absolute villains and it's just so funny how Again, I think we have a more nuanced view of international 
politics just in general now, well, maybe we don't all have that, but I think, you know, when you have access to different information and meet different people from you you're just sort of like wow these are they, they're really just basically storm stormtroopers yeah yeah <laughs> yeah know? there's an, and there's a lot of propaganda from the american government right yeah and and i think and i don't know that these filmmakers like set out to make propaganda movies but there's part of this that is sort of like yeah america is all freedom and great and right. russia is this horrible horrible place which i'm sure is i'm sure the soviet union wasn't terrific but like at the same time, what is freedom, Abby? What is freedom? I think that's what we have to explore here. You I th- and I have to explore this right now before we move on. I think we can solve this. Um, I'm, I think it's freedom is um, having no responsibilities to your the other people in your communities. Right. Okay. So just do yeah. whatever you want. Shit on the street if yes. you want. Mm-hmm. Um, just eat whatever mm-hmm. you want. If do a bunch gets of drugs and get in a car. Right. If someone gets in your mm-hmm. way, just just kill, shoot them, yeah. kill them. It's like the purge. Freedom is like yeah. the purge. Okay, great. Well, yeah. now that we've covered that, problem solved. I think we problem solved. I think we can get back to the recap. <laughs> um, so Nikolai is sent um, to live with an American tap dancer, Raymond, and that's played by Gregory Hines. And his the great Gregory the Hines, great, by the way, the great Gregory Hines. Is that like a R.I.P. Well, sure, yeah. And his Russian wife Daria, who's played by Isabella Rossellini. Um, and, and it was it was weird when he turned to the camera and said, "And introducing <laughs> Isabella Rossellini." I'm like, I thought it was. And she weird. took a she bow. Did, that was so weird. She took a bow. It was yeah. just a bizarre, spoiler alert. I didn't it was really just get a that. bizarre, bizarre choice. But hey, you're gonna introduce someone. You got to do it right, I guess. Well, and it wor- I mean, it worked in the end. I remembered her name. Sure. That's the important thing <laughs> on an introduction. <laughs> um, so he defected from the U.S. Although I can't really defect from the U.S., but. Um, when he was a soldier in the Vietnam War. Um, so he probably, I mean, they implied that he he uh, abandoned the army and yeah, would, have, yeah, yeah. would have sort of um, faced jail time. Or a- AWOL, I guess you would call it. Went AWOL from Vietnam yeah. and then uh, basically got asylum in Russia. Right. But they're sort of using it against him and he's now forced to um, kind of babysit Nikolai. Um, and they don't really get um, along very well. And they get a little competitive. One pirouette, one ruble. Two pirouettes, two rubles. And on and on. You're a betting man? Yeah, what do I get if you lose? It's a good question. They took my money. I watch? Uh-huh. You black marketeer as well? That's right. Okay. Seven rubles against my tape recorder. No, no, no. No, I got ten rubles. I want ten pirouettes for it. Be serious. I'm very serious. This isn't ice skating rink. It's impossible. Ten rubles, ten pirouettes. You're a betting man. Wait a minute. Eleven rubles. Eleven pirouettes. And, of course, he does eleven pirouettes he, right in a row, which is just about the most beautiful thing you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, it's amazing. You're right. The, that's the, that's the, it, I mean, it's amazing to watch. You know, as far as pulling audio clips for a podcast, this movie, <laughs> a lot of dancing scenes. Yeah, so, yeah. A little, difficult to, a little difficult to find stuff. But I, I think that... It, when you look at Barishnikov, you know, he was the most famous dancer in the world. And you're just like, my God, like just the, the it's just 
you just in awe of how he moves. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and he's also playing just like a role. It's not even like he's, you know, in the beginning of the movie, he's like doing a ballet scene. Um, I forget. It's the the death of man. I think is the ballet. And it's was ama- the most most dancey suicide I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, super, very dancey suicide. Super, a lot of jazz hands. Yeah, but like you that know, was here me doing jazz hands. By the way, that was good. That's I think they make that noise. Yeah, ah, ah. that's the jazz hands <laughs> noise. But yeah, and here's he's doing like it's just you know not. I'm sure it wasn't. I feel like he's barely even trying, and it's so amazing to watch. Is what I'm trying to right. say. Right, and I think that. There, there's. I wonder if there's an entire generation of people that developed stretching fetishes from this movie. Oh, my God. Because there's so many times when he's stretching. I mean, both of them. Gregory Hines is a great dancer, too, but a different kind of dancer. Like, when you look, you know, there's so many times when he's, like, stretching, and you're just, like, you're, like, just, like, this. I mean, he was at the top of his of the human form. You're, like, my God, this, yeah. this is amazing. He's very bendy. Yeah, he's very bendy, so... So I think that um, that that where you developed your your fetish for stretching for bendy people <laughs> for bendy people. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm still working on that developing the stretching thing, but I'll get back to you yeah. on that. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Oh, and then one thing I wanted to sort of mention too that I think maybe I glossed over in my amazing recap is that part of like the Gregory Hines character is that being a black man in America he's been like shit on all, you know, so like so the Soviet right. Union is providing something ideally less racist, but then we come to find out that the whole world's racist, so. The whole world's racist. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tap jazz hands. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Soviet government is kind of embarrassed by Nikolai's defection because he's this great dancer, and then he's like, screw you, Russia, I'm out of here. Um, so they try to convince him to dance again for them, and they enlist his ex Galina, who's played by Helen Mirren, who runs the um, the Kirov Theater, to try to get him to come back. And he sees her in the theater. Has any other theater in the world been like this for you, Kolya? Or any other audience? The Kirov. That's beautiful. Yes. You were to be a legend here. Now the young ones don't even know your name. How does that feel? How does it feel? I was born as a dancer in this theater. You'll always be part of me like Russia. But for eight years I've been free. Do you know what it means? Be really free. Do you? No, it's like Wysocki. You whisper his songs. I want to whisper what I feel. I want to scream like he does. I can't lie anymore. Look at me. Look at me. Now, it makes a lot of sense that you've seen this movie a lot of times. Is that why you yell, look at me, all the time when you're just doing mundane things? Yeah, with a thick Russian accent. Right, yeah. you just yell, "Look at me!" Like when you're like taking out the garbage. Or <laughs> I'm usually naked when I scream it though, too. <laughs> it covered in mustard. Look at me! Look at me! Abby, <laughs> why are you? Why do I need to look at you when you're when you're just cleaning the grout in the bathroom? They, I, I don't understand what I need to look at so much. Um, you need to look at me covered in mustard, cleaning the gutters, because 
I get off on shame. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And stretching and shame. Stretching and shame. Shameful bendy people. (laughs) My favorite. Um, That scene is amazing because there's more dancing. Yeah, there's more dancing after that. To Vladimir Vyostoksky, I think his name is. Mm -hmm. Um, That song slaps. It's real. Yeah. It's a real bop. <laughs> <laughs> um, so finally, Nikolai convinces Galina to take a message to the American embassy to like let them know that he's there, and he learns that his oh, meanwhile, meanwhile, Brendan Raymond learns yes. that his wife is pregnant. What? Uh, She's pregnant? Introducing Isabella Rossellini's fetus. <laughs> <laughs> That's just weird when they right? when they just when the when they instead of saying. <laughs> I'm pregnant. They put a, a, a title up on the screen yeah. and introduced And it was like animated with like a little animated little rattle. Baby, yeah. Um, yeah, it was just a little animated rattle. Yeah. That was strange. It was not. Yeah, it wasn't quite as seamless as they had hoped. Um, the 80s, 80s were a wacky time. They were. So he's like, well, we need a better life for our kid. So um, he well, d- he's kind of getting used, you know, I mean, that's the thing with with Raymond is he's got a lot of perks from being a dancer in russia but he's always sort of at the whim of chico right who want you know who keeps sort of threatening him to threatening to send him to labor camp right and, and they live uh, in this like tiny tiny apartment that's dirty and in siberia yeah and, yeah it's the pits so yeah so he he wants to so sorry go ahead well um he basically is like, I want to get the fuck out of here with my pregnant wife. Um, so he and Nikolai um, decide they're going to escape. And they come up with a plan. But first, they dance. Give me a break. We're not going to try that again, are we? You're never going to learn this. I need the exercise. And besides, your primitive steps amuse me. Come on, teacher. Well, this is the last time I'm doing this. Let's show him how Victor is. And again, it's it's a great scene. They finally kind of dance together in this choreographed way. Not as great for a podcast. <laughs> no, not as great. But, but there's, I, re- I even remember when I was a kid watching that movie, my mother was like, oh, they're going to dance together. Mm-hmm. Like it was like this big moment. You kind of want it to be together. longer. It's like not, it's not quite long enough. Yeah, but the dancing is, is great in this movie. It's just, I, I didn't get why, how the dancing fit into the escape plan at all. Yeah, it's also confusing because it wasn't like the deal was Nikolai will stay and then dance with Gregory Hines at the Kirov. It, like they choreographed this whole routine that only the right. one guy saw on the like the, the sort of cable access channel. I, I didn't get why they yeah. choreographed this whole routine and like what was that supposed to tell them? But I think they just said, all right, we're yeah. just going to dance. We get some time to kill. Let's, I think it was a dance. metaphor that we knew they were really in sync. A metaphor. A metaphor. Oh, it mm-hmm. might have been a metaphor. Yep. Oh. You know. A metaphor. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't know why I'm yelling. I don't know either. <laughs> Sometimes I just start shouting. I think shouting is kind of the funniest thing ever. I don't know why I'm shouting. It's so stupid. Oh, so they're using recordings of them arguing, and they're like yeah. fake recordings on the cassette player. Um, meanwhile, they're actually escaping out the window, and Nikolai and Daria are able to sc- escape the building, but Raymond stays back because Colonel Chaiko thinks something's up. He sacrifices himself yep. so that the other two can escape. 
And those two get it on and get married, which is kind of a twist. No, uh, that is. Oh, not that what didn't happens. happen. Oh no. no. Oh, okay. I saw the well, director's but, but, cut. But gun to your head, uh, uh, Barishnikov or Gregory Hines? I guess I would go with Barishnikov. He's a beautiful man. He's yeah, a beautiful man. He's also still alive. So that he helps. Is still alive. Yeah, I, I don't mean you have to do him now. <laughs> well, I mean, dig him up, Gregory Hines. <laughs> Died in like what two thousand three or right, something like, like that. I think oh seven, yeah. All oh, right, right. Like dig him up. I'm sorry, no disrespect to the great Gregory Hines, but you know he's probably fairly decomposed by now. Oh wow, this is getting really dark. It's just his body, but his body of work is with us forever. That's true. Like the great dance scene. Let's hit. Let's watch it again. <laughs> um. So basically, they. After this tense chase, Nikolai and Daria managed to get to the U.S. Embassy and arrange a trade for Raymond. 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 Um, and they get to live in the U.S. again, and they're free. Ye- free USA. <laughs> USA. 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 We win again. <laughs> we win again. We got Barishnikov and Heinz. Yeah, so we do. Fuck you, yeah. USSR. And that's White Knights. That's it. Yes, and and you didn't. I'd say maybe you should. Every movie we do should be one that you've watched several times because that I gotta say that recap was probably your finest so far. I want to say. Um, I think it lacked a little bit. It was a little dull. Well, they're all dull. <laughs> but I, it lacked a certain je ne sais quoi, or in Russian. Say it in, Ru- say it in Russian. Krasnaya uh, Ploshets. Yes. That actually means red square in Russian. Oh, that's good. It's the most fun thing to say in Russian. Krasnaya Ploshets. Ploshets sounds like... um. It is fun. Like the trots. The trots. Like, the oh, trotskis. I got the Ploshets again. I, I got the Trotskys. Mm. Come on. That was good. Come that was on. mediocre. All right. Well, hey. I repeated it, so the, 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 the listeners are going to hear it twice. <laughs> awesome. Because <laughs> you were fucking talking over me. Oh, but here we go. But the question remains, <laughs> who has the better friendship? I already know right Ray- now. <laughs> Raymond and Nikolai or Abigail Barrett and Brenda Gale Boogie. Wow. When should we find out? Fucking never. How's it never sound? I guess. Okay. Or we could do it next. Okay, fine. Buddies and stuff. We're sponsored this week by Dirty Dirty Creep Town, a new true crime podcast about a real life small town murder that remained unsolved. Until now. It all starts when public radio host Amber Johns gets an email from her high school friend Josh, who suspects something fishy is going on in the small town they grew up in. That sounds really cool. I love true crime podcasts. This is a really good one. There are a bunch of missing people, and the cops have no idea what's going on, so Amber goes around investigating, and you'll never guess who the murderer is. Her high school vice principal. Abby, did you just give away the ending? Oh, yeah, I guess he did. But it's really cool how Amber finds out. She goes into the school and finds this notebook that is actually a diary of all the murders. And it was in the school library the entire time, hidden among the yearbooks. So that's how they did it. So you, we know the murder and how they did it. Is there anything else that happens? Uh, yeah, no, that's pretty much the gist of it. So you've given away the ending and how she found the killer and pretty much ruined the entire story. So you've completely spoiled it. So why would anyone listen? Oh, well, it's got this really cool theme song. It goes like this. Dun, 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 well, I have a feeling dun, dun, we just lost that sponsor. Dun, 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 so if you want to help us get some more sponsors, please like and subscribe, rate and review. 
Everybody's got a friend in me. Welcome back to We're Too Old for This Podcast. I'm Abby Barrett. And I am Brendan Boogie. And we are talking about 1985's White Nights, starring Mikhail Baryshnikov and Gregory Hines. No. That time I did the Russian... Yeah, but you also did an Italian finger... Chef's right, kiss but finger. They, they, they can't see that. All, all of my impressions. But I'm telling them. <laughs> all of my impressions end up kind of morphing into Mario in some way. <laughs> so I've got to do the Italian. Hey! Hey! Spicy meatball! Hey! <laughs> but what I did there for humor, you see, was instead of doing the Russian accent on, on Mikhail Baryshnikov's name, I did it on Gregory Hines' name. I don't get and it. And I, I, I did that for humor. I don't get it. Uh, well, I mean... Maybe if you listen again. You want me to do it again? Yes. <laughs> Nyet. 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 So the question sort of is, again, I think this segment we want to focus on the friendship between Mikhail and uh, between um, Nikolai. Nikolai and Raymond. Mm-hmm. So perhaps it would help people to know how it is that we met. Well, um, a lot of people don't know this, but we actually met after a flight. Um, from mm-hmm. Russia, and uh, we were both waiting for uh, the baggage claim. Right. And um, I accidentally took your bag, and you accidentally took my bag. Right. And it was like this awkward moment, and we both kind of like laughed and introduced ourselves. Right. And then I ended up taking your bag anyway. Right. And then you took my bag, and then the, the narc dogs, I think they're called, those dogs right. that find drugs, attacked you. Because I had right, right. a lot of drugs you, in my bag. You had every kind of drug in yes. there. Stuff they don't make anymore, like lewds. Yep, there you was know, lewds. Yep, there was... Uh, uh, angel dust. Yeah, sure, PCP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. there was um, uppers, downers, uh, lefters, uh, righters. There was the frogs you could lick. Yeah, right, those, those frog mm-hmm. licks. And, and my when you opened my bag, it was just all pancake batter. Yeah, like, I, that was I weird. Just, well, you know, Russian, weirdly, Russian... You know, the Soviet Union was known for its pancake batter, so I wanted to bring some home. So it's just weird that you illegally. mixed it in the suitcase rather than just bringing yeah. the powder home. Right? No, I needed it to be the full liquid batter. Yeah. Um, okay. Because it made it heavier. Um, right. And that's important for me to have a heavier bag. Well, the good news is I was able to make a perfect suitcase-shaped pancake. Yeah, when I got it was home. delicious. It was, really it was delicious. I know, it was really good. I mean, I, w- I heard it was delicious. Yeah, you'd have, in, you were in jail. I, I was in prison yeah. for seven and a half years yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. That's how we met. That's how we met. True story. True story. True story. <laughs> yep. So the next question that comes to mind is, which one of us is the Raymond and which one of us is the Nikolai? This is a difficult yeah, one. Yeah, this is a difficult one. What do, you, do you have any ideas? I'm trying to think like... Which one of us would defect from the U.S. more than the other one? Mm-hmm. But that's not going to help me. I don't know. Do you have Do you have a sense? I I mean I think of myself as the Raymond. Interesting. I'm the Raymond because I think I'm more likely to. I think I'm more likely to defect to okay. the, to to Russia because uh I just think I have no loyalty to anything <laughs> at okay, all ever. Okay. I also think you're the you you are an artist, an artiste of the highest caliber. Huh? Just like Nikolai. <laughs> your artistic skill is of the high and your talent is well renowned. You're award-winning. <laughs> 
Whereas I world famous, world famous. Whereas I am just some tap dancing schlub hmm. that uh, wants to bang Isabella Rosalie. Oh, uh, that's where it is. Yeah, yeah. That's I think, that's I think I, that's where it comes into play. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, I think I am I am the, I am the, the Raymond. What do you think? I was kind of leaning towards me being the Raymond. Interesting. Only because I don't know, like I could see kind of being asked to watch over you while right. you complain about things <laughs> that's true there is that aspect of yeah i've changed my mind i've changed my mind you are as far as the dynamic goes i'm nikolai mm-hmm. whereas i'm the diva and i'm complaining about things and you're the one that's like oh, all right, right. I'll, I'll i'll put up with this guy i'll get i'll get out of him what i need to get out of him right yeah definitely that's that's definitely closer to our dynamic yeah I think we solved it. I think Abby. we did. Hooray for us. High five. USA. 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 <laughs> so you mentioned that you really watch this movie a lot because of the dancing. Now, like, are you a dancing fan? Like, are you into ballet or like what, what, what's your relationship with dancing? Like, I appreciate it, but I'm, it, I think the weird part is that I'm not super. I mean, I've seen the Nutcracker and maybe one or two other ballets, but I'm not. That was your nickname in college, the Nutcracker. Yeah, it was. High five. Anyway, um, I feel like I've, I, I'm like, I, I appreciate it, but I'm not like some sort of ballet nut. Yeah. So I can't, I no. can't really say why I liked this movie so much growing up. I got into ballet or as an observer, not as a performer. <laughs> uh, but the, uh, I went to my high school prom with a ballet dancer. Oh, interesting. And so I was very, uh, I got very into ballet for a short amount of time. <laughs> yep. And then things didn't work out. And at the prom, I told her I loved her and she laughed. At me. <gasps> but anyway. And it is, was watching this movie traumatic for you? No, okay. it had nothing to do with, you know, but it's not like she was like Barishnikov level ballet. It was just like local ballet or whatever. But uh, that was my one. Uh, and that was the last ballet dancer I ever I ever encountered because I've murdered them all. No, yeah, I would never murder a ballet dancer. I would deport them to Russia. Sure. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't I? I, I and I'm well within my rights. Mm-hmm. So but as far as like watching ballet, I think it's one of those things that you go, wow, that's amazing. And after 10 minutes, I'm like, okay, is there anything else on right now? I feel like I, if it's for me, it's just like, I don't get tickets to things, but if somebody was like, here's a season tickets to the ballet, like I would totally go. Would you? Yeah. I feel like I have this, when it comes to anything that is, well, first of all, I'm torn about it. Cause I'm very, I'm very into excellence. Mm-hmm. Like I'm very into like watching someone at the top of their profession, like no matter what the profession is. Right, like, right. Uh, I, I really like to go, oh, that person is amazing at this skill, right? Yeah. At the same time, my boredom kicks in so quickly that like, I, of any kind of stimulation, I remember I was at the zoo and there's a lion there, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, for, for uh, right away, I'm like, oh my God, there's a fucking lion like right there. Yeah. Like, like you, you feel its power. Like, right, that you're like, oh, my God, that's a lion. And then after, like, literally three minutes, I'm like, you think they have soft serve here? Or, like, Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. You know? Like, it just wears off very quickly for me. But also the lion, I imagine, wasn't, like, running around the entire time. It's probably, like, licking its balls and... 
taking a nap. It was, do, it, it was actually doing ballet, which oh, was strange. That is boring. That know. is really boring. It, it was really yeah, boring. Nobody yeah. wants to see that. No, but it's true with like, you know, any kind of great music or yeah. any kind of anything. I just have I just have a very short level of interest in things. And ballet in particular, I'm like, oh, that's amazing. Wow, look at that. But yeah. I could, but for me, watching five minutes of it and watching two hours of it is the exact same thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Have you ever, did you ever try dancing as like a little kid or anything? Um, no, I think I took like ballet in first grade, which mm-hmm. like every girl did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was probably clear to everyone that this was not my path. Because you weren't very graceful? That I'm not very flexible. And yeah, I think it was a whole, there was a whole list of things going against me <laughs> for ballet. <laughs> well, because you're tall. Yeah, but isn't that a thing? Like you're tall and kind of slender. You, you, upon looking at you, you would have like a dancer's frame, right? Yeah, ma- yeah, you would think, but I don't have the dancer's ability or mm-hmm. like innate, uh, yeah, innate ability. Is there anything that you are like really graceful at that would be like surprising? I am, I am like decent at racket sports. Huh? Yeah. Hand-eye coordination. Yeah, hand-eye coordination I'm good at. Interesting. I have decent hand-eye coordination as well, which surprises people. And I like I remember when – because everyone looks at me and goes, wow, it's amazing you're not falling down all the time. <laughs> but I remember one time my brother threw this golf ball, and it was headed right for a window. Yeah. And it was going to break the window. And I like reached out like behind my head and like caught it in one hand. Like, and it was the most graceful thing I ever did. And then like a few minute, minutes later, I like would start to fall down the stairs and I tumbled and landed on my feet. And I had these, these like two things where I was like, oh my God, I'm actually graceful. I'm not, I didn't hurt my, this, that's twice I didn't hurt myself. I think those, those are like the things too, where it's maybe because we don't use our physical abilities that much at all that we have like these short spurts right you know that was it i was like 16 and that was it that That was was all i had yeah yeah i peaked i peaked absolutely so uh, how do you think we would if so if we had to do something because i think in that scene where they're dancing and distracting the guard that's i guess part of the plan is they distract the guard that they're doing this dance together what do you think we we would do if we had to distract a kgb agent i mean we would definitely argue Right, yeah. And and hopefully make it entertaining enough that the KGB was distracted. I mean, we could try to swing dance. Oh, swing dance. You know? My grandmother taught me how to swing dance. Okay, well. I actually, actually know how to do it. All right. So we would just do that, and then I would hopefully fake it my way through it. We would just swing dance around. They'd be like, why are these two white people <laughs> why- <laughs> step- stepping on each other's feet? Why is this man pushing this woman around? <laughs> dragging her around the room. And she's yelling at him the whole time. Yelling Look at, at me! <laughs> Look at me! Look at me! The pressure that they were under was interesting because in a lot of movies that we watch, these buddy movies, you know, particularly like the buddy sort of cop movies or you know, they're in an intense situation, but this one was sort of more of a slow burn. Yeah. Because they're being recorded. Right. How do you think we would do in that situation? I think. Which one of us would break first? You would. You think I would break yeah. first? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I'm just not. Not in a able... bad way. Like, I just think that. No, I'm I'm much worse at you than keeping my, at keeping my emotions in. Yes. <laughs> you know? You're much better at like playing, you know, keeping a straight face and 
being a robot, dead, quite frankly. Dead inside, yes. No, I, I yeah, understand. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and my heart and my heart is on my sleeve yeah. at all times. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really I would just be like, I just hate it here. Yeah. I don't I just, like it. <laughs> I don't like it here. I don't want to drink vodka. I, I don't like borscht. I don't like any of it. Yeah, why borscht? It's so gross. Ugh, I know. A lot of things in Russian food are gross. Yeah. So if you were stuck with me, like, you know, like they're stuck together, like like uh, Nikolai and Raymond are stuck together, what kind? Where, what do you think the worst place would be for us to be stuck together? Somewhere really hot. I agree. I think you and I in extreme heat would completely implode. Like a desert environment or yeah. something like that where it's really – it's so funny because I was thinking the exact same thing because you would think that – cold would mean we were inside together a lot mm-hmm. um which you know less space to go but if it was some like extreme heat place like some kind of desert or, or yeah you know in a tent or something like yeah that, god i would god i would murder you in a tent oh god it would be t- you'd be too dead to murder me <laughs> you'd be super super duper dead you'd be too dead <laughs> to murder me i hope somebody out there is Keeping a collection of Abby's finest quotes because you'd be too dead to murder me certainly hits the top of the list for me. Yeah, I think I think heat would be really bad. Any place really humid. I think for you, anything that involves like a camping environment. Right. Anything outdoorsy would be yeah, bad. Yeah, I think I would be okay, but not for very long. I need to be. I think I need to be in a city. I think that. I think I yeah. need to be. You know, sort of around, be able to walk around a city and like and be get a be around people i just i guess i just get my my energy from the people i'm a man of the people okay sure. abby all right here I'm we a go man of the people Woo. usa usa <laughs> god this is such a patriotic podcast yeah don't you feel it's, like the, the the red white and blue coursing through your veins right now coursing through my veins it's it's amazing how how patriotic we've become and i think you know i think we should get uh, a tax break for it yeah I think, so. I think we should too so I think it would be quite the test for us to be in Soviet Union together. So I actually found this quiz Oh, that will really test our relationship. Well, that's convenient. If we were in the Soviet Union, would you like to take the quiz? I sure would. So here's the first question. You and your buddy, that's me, mm-hmm. take a vacation trip to the Soviet Union in 1985. You realize when you get to your hotel that everything you do is being audio recorded. What do you do? Um, I think I would tell, and so you and I are in the same room. Yeah, we're double beds, uh, and we have matching pajamas and and sleeping caps. I think I would like make up absurd, sort of gross and or like pervertedly sexual stories, and I would Mm -hmm. pretend to tell them to you like they were like real things. Just like Mm -hmm. it's probably kind of boring to have to like listen in to people all day. So you have some empathy for the people that are listening in, and you want to make it more entertaining for them. I mean, I don't have that much empathy for them because they're, I don't know, they're basically just rats. But like, I don't know, be just fun. Like, we're in Soviet Russia. Like, it would just be fun to do. Like, I think I would uh, do a harmonized singing of the Growing Pains theme over and over and over and over again. Except that and I'm in the room too, and that's annoying to me. But you and I would be harmonized. Oh, okay, together. okay. We'd be we'd be in on it, but we keep doing it over and over yeah. and over again until that. Thing I don't remember goes. that theme song. How's it go? As long as we got each other. Do 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 do. Uh, yeah. Okay. I think we should oh, do the family God. ties one. Family ties. Yeah. What would we do, do a baby, baby, without, without us? us? 
Question two. You and your buddy decide to get out of the bugged hotel room and take a stroll in the lovely Leningrad winter. Yes. As you're walking down the street, you realize there are some mysterious men following you. What do you do? What I'd want to do is somehow speed up time and do some sort of like Benny Hill type chase with some like music and like with some hat changes. Yeah, and like yeah, right. Just grabbing random people and kissing them. I felt like that was always part of the Benny Hill thing. But in reality, I think I would just kind of. I don't think I'd be doing anything wrong. So, so you would just kind of. I would just like go get whatever we were doing, continued to do it. Yeah, I think I would figure out who was following me and walk and walk up to them and go, "Okay, now I'm following you." Oh, that's good. And then and then wherever they go, mm-hmm. I would just follow. I'd start following them. Okay, just to see where they go. Just you know, flip it around on. Sure, them. I'm sure right? that would totally work. That would go over well, right? It absolutely, won't stuff you into like a random car. No, but I'm just following them. I mean, I'm just saying I'm just following you. Yeah. That's all. I'm following you. And if they tell me to go away, I'll be like, you go away. I'm following you. And they'll be like, you go away. I'm following you. That's how that would go. And then what would you say? And then I would say, no, you go away. I'm following you. Okay. <laughs> I'm following you. <laughs> I'm following you. <laughs> Next, you and your buddy have escaped the tail and have made it to the gate of the American embassy. You have lost your passport. So there's Ooh. no way of knowing... They should let you in. What do you do? I think I would have them ask me like random things only Americans could know. Like what is the theme song to Family Ties or um, who is who is the greatest chef of all time? You'd be like Guy Guy Fieri. Fieri, Of course. It's it's Fieri. Is it Fieri? Yeah. You got to do like a little New Jersey Italian. What would you do? I think I would climb the fence. That's not going to work. And when they try to knock me down, I'd be like, you can't do that. I'm an American. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, he's kind of an entitled American, isn't he? <laughs> well, that's I could see that working. Yeah. Okay. Because I'd be, I'd be so entitled to yeah. get in that they'd be like, yeah, he probably is American. Cause hey, exactly. So I don't see you entitled. climbing the fence, though. No, that's true. You know, Maybe I got to rethink that part. Maybe you like run to the local McDonald's in Russia and like grab a big soda and like throw it at the fence. Right. And then they'd know. I thought you said you were going to say like go to the McDonald's in Russia and get so much food and then consume it. <laughs> in, yeah, that would be better. In front of them in be on, the way that only an American <laughs> yeah. can do. They're like, oh, he doesn't care about With his With a dead-eyed stare. At all. Yeah, right. <laughs> Stare right at them. Yeah. I'm like, that's right. You know how many I can shotgun mm-hmm. these McNuggets. Next, you and your buddy manage to get on a flight out of the USSR and back to the freedom of the US. But the flight is going down and there's only one parachute. What do you do? Only one parachute? So now yes. what, basically who do I want to have die? I don't know. What do you do is what I'm saying. Um, I would say that we could try like... To share the parachute? Share the parachute? Yeah, I mean, I feel like... How do you do that? Like, we would just grab onto each other. I'm sure the weight limit is probably pretty high. But which one of us has to hold on? Like, which one of us has to have the arm strength? I'll do it. Which one of us is strapped in? You think you can hold on to me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever seen the show Father Ted? Yeah. There's this great episode where there, there is a plane going down and there's only two parachutes. And so these bunch of priests have an essay contest over who should get the two parachutes. 
And meanwhile, the drunken father, Father Jack, oh, yeah. takes one parachute and gives the other one to the bar. <laughs> it's a great show. That is a great that. show. And finally, Pilot manages to save the plane from crashing, but lands back in the Soviet Union. Jesus Christ. The Soviet government is willing to let either you or your buddy go home, but only one of you. What do you do? I mean, I guess I could stay there. I think that I would get used to borscht. I do like beets. Yeah, I hate beets so much. I like beets just like normally. I don't want them in a whatever borscht is. But So you would say, go ahead, take him back to the USA. I'll stay here in the Soviet and live the rest of my days out in the Soviet Union. Yeah. And maybe you could strike up one of those Raymond deals where you're a performer. And then they parade you around. Oh, I love that. Yeah. You'd be a star. Yeah, they would give me a nice um, apartment like uh, Barishnikov had in the movie. Yeah, you think, you think you're good enough to get a Barishnikov apartment? I, I, I'm thinking if they wanted me to stay so bad. They don't want you to stay so bad. They're like, one of you can stay. But why can't we both can go. go if they... We're both Americans. Right, but it's it's politics. Okay, so well, they, I they think... Can't, they can't look weak. Yeah, I think they just want me to stay. I think... I think they want you to stay I think, also. I think I'm hot stuff to them. I'm getting on that plane. I'm getting on that plane back home. <laughs> like, have a good life, Barrett. Yeah, believe what you want to believe. Yeah. Enjoy those. Have a good life, Baretsky. <laughs> Enjoy those beats. <laughs> Enjoy those beats. <laughs> well. I love my last words to you being, "Enjoy those beats," <laughs> being yelled as as I'm falling off a cliff. I, Is that I, what's I happening? think so. I think you are on one of those old timey planes where you have to like run. <laughs> Run and then next it to it. Flapping. All right, a Wright Brothers deal. Yes. Well, I think we've solved a lot about our friendship. Yes. But it really comes down to the verdict: who has the better friendship, Nikolai and Raymond, or Abby and Brendan? When should we find that out, Abigailski? Next. It's Bud Plugs, where Abby and I plug our shit. But today we're doing something a little bit different. You may have heard that Zippa Recording Studio in Boston had a fire a little while back and a bunch of equipment was destroyed and it was really kind of a shitty thing. So we wanted to tell you about the GoFundMe for Zippa Recording Studios to help them get back on their feet, get a lot of great music going. Again, go to GoFundMe.com and just search Zippa, that's Z-I-P-P-A-H, and throw a few bucks there. See if you can help out and rebuild one of the great studios in the Boston area. And this has been Bud Plugs. Buddies, 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 buddies. And welcome back. I'm Brendan. I'm Abby. And you know that because you've been listening this whole time. Yes. So now is the point in the show where we have our verdict. Who has the better friendship? Nikolai and Raymond from White Nights, or Abby and Brendan from Dark, Dark, Dark Days. <laughs> the <laughs> friendship of ours, or the story of our friendship. I thought you were saying the friendship of our arse. The friendship of our arse. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't either. <laughs> Sounds gross. Um, I, gross. I know I, I know the verdict. It. Okay. Well, I'm coming in go, hot. Why don't you go ahead? Give it to me. I'm going to say that in the end, we have the better friendship. Mm, tell me why. I will. Um, I think that they are thrown together, and yes, they both are dancers, so they have something in common. But in the end, it's they obviously they like each other, but they really kind of just need each other to do this 
thing to get back to the U.S. So I don't picture them. I picture them getting to the U.S. and then like hanging out once or twice and then getting on with their lives and not really keeping in touch. They're like, hey, let's hang out in 80s United States for a little while. Yes. but Let's go to the mall. Let's listen to Tiffany. But I don't. I really think that they're only hanging out like a few times and then they're they're like, peace out. Interesting. So you you focus kind of uh, sort of on the aftermath. Again, it's 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 sort of the question of does a, a lasting relationship mean it's a better relationship? That is a question that comes up often. Yes, it show. does. But I I do think that if we look at the movie, it's really they meet each other, they don't like each other, they do, but they're also like, yeah, this place sucks. Let's get out of here. And that's the whole friendship. Yeah, I think I think I'm going to agree with you that we have the better friendship, but I think they have more connection than I don't think they just need each other. Mm-hmm. I th- I think they they are kindred spirits in some ways, not only just because they both are dancers, but that's very important, you know, and and but also that they both are sort of looking in some ways to redeem themselves, particularly Raymond is looking to kind of redeem himself. Mm-hmm. And I think Nikolai is sort of looking, yes, he's looking to escape Russia, but he's also sort of wrestling with his past and how Russia, what Russia means to him. You know, he talks right. about, oh, Russia's a part of me and all this. But I think the key is at that last scene that Nikolai helps get Raymond out of the Soviet Union. He didn't have to do that. He was free and clear. That was above and beyond to use his celebrity and his fame and his clout to help Raymond, who had already, he'd kind of already done Raymond the favor of getting his wife out and his unborn son. But I think that, that they, like, I think that speaks to their bond. But I agree that we have the better friendship. Yeah. And I also think that the part of the plan that was, that made it effective was that, it's him and Raymond bickering on these cassette tapes, pretending to right. be fighting. So it wasn't like, you know, and then when they create like the zip line, it's it's like Nikolai got out of there. Like he wouldn't have been able to do it without Raymond's help. So, yes, he took his wife with him because she's there. And it's like and that's also what Raymond wanted. But And I think one of the things that you and I have is our bickering would not have to be fake. We would not have no. to fake that bickering. We would have real bickering. And those Russian... Uh, KGB agents listening would be like, wow, these two people fucking hate each other. Yeah, and they and would like, send yeah. us to the labor camp immediately. Immediately. Yeah. And then give a, give us a podcast there. Yes, even of course. It was, even though it was before podcasts this were This is actually where this is airing. We are actually recording from mm-hmm. a, from a, a Soviet labor camp yep. in 1985 right now. It's amazing that you're getting this. That's just technology. Yeah, it's pretty advanced. That these things were on, on these podcasts were uncovered in underneath chernobyl (laughs) (laughs) by archaeologists from the future right Right. even though they still can't go to chernobyl i believe right i think you can can. you can just have to be you have to be wearing like one of those really thick suits not one of the flimsy ones not like one of those like ponchos you get at disney world you have to be wearing you have to be wearing like a a hoodie and a sweater yes yes right and sunglasses so so maybe that's where we go next for our next vacation is chernobyl i think i would like that I would like that very much. (laughs) So the verdict. (laughs) Book the tickets to Chernobyl. So the verdict has been delivered. We agree. We agree. We are better friends than Nikolai 
and Raymond. Raymond. Ac- what accent was that? that? That was like a weird, like, Spanish-Italian thing. Okay, well, one thing we know is that I'm not great at accents, but one thing we don't know is what if we were Nikolai and Raymond? Baron and Boogie reenact a scene from a motion picture, but change the words a little bit. Okay, the KGB is listening. We only have a minute to get them drunk on vodka and make our escape. In Russia, vodka drinks you. What? I said, in Russia, vodka drinks you. That doesn't even make sense. In Russia, sense makes you. You know what? I'm just... We gotta come up with a plan to get out of here. When the guards are distracted, I'll go out the fire escape. In Russia, fire escapes you. What? What does that even mean? Abby, will you stop with the stupid accent? We're in serious trouble. We gotta get to the American consulate before the KGB gets us. In Russia, KGB chases you. Yes, that's exactly what's happening. You're really drunk right now, aren't you? In Russia, drunk drinks you. Okay, great. I'm turning myself into the KGB. See you later. In Russia, KGB turns itself into you. What a country. Eh? Yakov Smirnov? Anyone? 1980s? Remember him? Anyone? Brendan? Hey, buddies. If you like what you hear, please follow us at We're Too Old Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, Friendster. I think our GeoCities is probably still up and running. If you have an idea for a movie you'd like us to talk about, or if you're a sponsor that wants to offer us some of that sweet, sweet podcast money, email us at we'retooldpod at gmail.com or just look out the window because Abby and I are out there. We're watching you right now. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks, buddies. <laughs>